What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Monday episode of Flippin' Bats. Monday means one thing, a new set of power rankings, and man, are there some big switch-ups this week. Power rankings, team of the week, player of the week, and overreaction Monday. All coming right up. Let's get to it. What is up, my friends? I hope everyone had a great and happy Easter weekend. I'm joined, as always, by Alex Curry. Alex, I know my Easter weekend was full of a ton of golf. I mean... I watched so much of the Masters this weekend. It was Masters and baseball. That's that's what my weekend was full of, and it was it was glorious. That's beautiful. Our weekends could not be more polar opposite. Alex, I need actually. to ask you. And and <laughs> yes. what I would what I would venture to say is, what the hell was going on in your world? Hey, this weekend? hey. I watched your Instagram story. Yes. Okay. Here's what I here's what I would guess. I didn't Here, even. Post I don't even know what was yet. happening. <laughs> there were, you were in a tent. You were, teepees, you were in a like a party tent. It looked like you were partying in a tent in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> that that's my okay. Be- you're making it sound like so much different than it was. What happened? Okay, so I was at a yoga wellness music festival. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, that was exactly right. <laughs> called Unity that my husband was playing in. His bandmate, the lead singer of Pepper, and his wife put together kind of their two loves. Like, she's a yoga teacher. He's obviously a musician. And just brought a bunch of people together in this glamping-style Northern California area. Yes, there were teepees. We stayed in yurts. Um, No service. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, no, like, you are off the grid. And I danced for, like, two days straight. It was beautiful. We had silent discos at sunset. It was was glorious. I'm confused how I was... So far off, I was. I nailed it. What do you mean? You were in like disco teepees. I. I was. It was. It was beautiful. I feel great. Woke up at five a.m. to make it back here in time, and here we are. I missed all of my family Easter stuff this weekend, so I was a. I was a bad, a bad daughter. Well, there okay. was a lot of good, a lot of good baseball, which we'll talk all about. Yep. A lot of crazy baseball, and John Rom won the Masters. In case you didn't know that. Thank you. So. I like how you say you were so off the grid while you were posting on Instagram. I mean, how off the grid were you? Well, there's no, like, real service. <laughs> and then, like, I went on a, a food run and posted some stuff. Ah, yeah. okay, okay. I okay. left the property. All right, Alex, Let's. Uh, we got a lot of baseball to catch up on. We do. Um, the great weekend, crazy weekend of baseball. As I mentioned, a little bit of a spoiler. We'll get to power rankings in just a few minutes. This is probably the biggest shakeup in power rankings that I think I've ever had in my a few years doing this. So big news there. Uh, Overreaction Monday, segment we started this year. Alex is going to give me a bunch of pretty bold statements, and yep. I'll say whether it's an overreaction or uh, not an overreaction. You is ready? A fair way to set this up. I feel like that's right. yeah. That that is fair. Okay. Bold statement, and you say if it's overreact if it's overreaction. Okay, not. it's not me personal. Like last week, you're like. You're overreacting. It's not me. I do okay? like that. You did. That's this an is... added bit to this that I like. Alex, you're overreacting. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Well, let's get started. Okay. Okay? Because yep. we got a little preview of that this weekend. The NLCS will be the Padres against the Braves. <sighs> yeah. 
I don't think that's an overreaction at all. Mm-mm. I think that's so fair to say. I think we would all be lucky if that yeah. were to happen. We got we could not have previewed that series any harder through the Thursday and Friday episodes last week. We called it would be a huge series. It's seemingly the two at the the two best teams in the National League facing off early in the year. And man, what a series. It didn't disappoint. I mean, you, you kind of had it everything. You had kind of had everything. Really good pitching, really good offense. They were great defensive plays. Juan Soto made a game-saving play at one point in, in left field. Um, and then he, he had a couple of good games in there. Hit a homer. Um, Padres end up taking the series from the Braves on the road. But, I mean, man, I... I love this series. This was so much fun, and I absolutely don't think it's an overreaction to say that's our NLCS matchup. Oh, I'm with you, too. And this was our series to watch this weekend, your number one series to watch this weekend. And we got it all in a four-game series. That was, as you mentioned, I think we would be lucky to get something like this in the postseason. Yeah, obviously you don't know, like, how the playoffs are going to shake out. But right now, like, these are the two best teams, and I think, you know, if they meet up in the NLCS, man, that'd be awesome. It would be glorious. All right. Are you ready for our next overreaction? I'm ready. Monday. Kodai Senga is a National League Rookie of the Year so far. Mm. I'm going to say that that's an overreaction. Here's why. Okay. I love what Kodai Senga has done through the first two starts of the year. However, to say right now that he is – the favorite to win the, the or to say that he's the NL rookie of the year if the season ended right now. I just think what Jordan Walker is doing, he's gotten a hit as a as through Sunday, a hit in every single one of his big league games. He's tied Ted Ted Williams's record for most hits to start a career age twenty or younger. And I just think when it comes to these big awards other than Cy Young Award position players are given a slight edge there because they're playing every day. Mm-hmm. So I think that hurts pitchers. Kodai Singh has been great. Yeah. And I think he has the, I think he has the makings of a true ace and the ghost fork is like better than even, I think anybody imagined it being. Oh yeah. Um, and, and the ghost fork, like animation that they have on the scoreboard at city field. Now it's like a ghost pops up with a fork in his hand and it's like a Sega like animation on the board. As if you're watching, you can see it. Uh, his glove has the ghost fork on it. I I love Kodai Senga, but just for purpose, like there are other everyday position players that are playing so well right now, and you know how I feel about Corbin. I Carroll. was waiting for it. I was like, "Come on, give give it to us." I, I know and who you want to say up. it is. Boy, <laughs> is Corbin Carroll heating up? So I would have to say right now, Jordan Walker has an edge, and probably Kodai Senga and Corbin Carroll are like right there behind him. Uh, James Altman as well, right there. I mean, he's been really good too. So <sighs> this is tough to say, but I just yeah. think because he's a pitcher and only had two games right now, it's a little bit of an overreaction. You mentioned uh, Corbin, your yep. boy. I don't know if you saw a photo of his father dropping him off at the ballpark this week. Ben, this is you. Yep. In like thirty years, even I, I was like, I did a double take. Like, is Ben mm, what? Wait, what? <laughs> so I was sent this the picture <laughs> of Corbin Carroll being dropped off at the field, yeah, by his parents, Father. and I believe it was producer Taylor texted me 
the picture yeah. saying, well, Corbin Carroll's dad is you in 30 years. Yeah, our group text. And then I started getting tweets from people. Oh, so it was a known thing. Yeah, it wasn't under, just in our circle. It became like a thing. Under under yes. the picture that was yes. posted. Well, that's Ben Verlander. <laughs> and I can't not, oh, I here can't it is. not see it. Here it is here if you're it watching. Is. I can't unsee it. Now, being me being <laughs> me, I obviously don't think it's like uncanny. But like... Fast forward. There was another one where he was hugging him. The one him. where he's hugging That's Corbin. That's a side profile that was like, yeah, I see it. Yeah. 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 So that, that was happened. Great. That yeah. was, a, I mean, I first saw the picture. <laughs> You're even and then, more connected. And then the tweets came in and I was like, well, oh. okay then. Yeah. Yep. That, that's a thing. Okay. Here we go. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, there, here you go. There he the, is. Here's the side angle. There. <laughs> it's the like smile. Everything. The yeah. way you're hugging, like. I like that I say the way that you're hugging. The way that I'm hugging. Yeah, yeah I'm Corbin Carroll's dad. <laughs> you are the driver of his bandwagon. I'm the driver of the bandwagon so... because I love the guy as a baseball player. I'm not his dad. I thought it was hilarious. It did. It, it was it, absolutely. It was, it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. Man. But yeah. Yeah. Corbin Carroll's playing beautiful. great, by the way. Yeah. Watch out, world. Uh-huh. Watch out for the D-backs, by the way. Uh-huh. Ho, ho, ho. I don't know if we're even going to talk about them. Alas, I need to talk about these Diamondbacks. Okay. They have been so much fun. They scored 27 runs in a two-game span. This team, oh, if they had any pitching, Alex, which they <laughs> which they struggle. I'm telling you, this team has a sneaky chance to make the playoffs. All right. Okay. That okay. wasn't that, yeah. Okay. That's okay. Next overreaction. Ready? Yep. The Cardinals are the most worrisome team. Mm. Mm. Overreaction. Okay. Alex, why? you're overreacting. Mm. Um Yeah, I do have my worries, but yeah. they also they lead the league in batting average. Like they're they I believed this team would hit and they are hitting. So that's that's where I think this overreaction comes in a little bit. I, I and I would have to be able to point to a team and that team I would say is the, the Phillies. I'm probably a little more worried about the pitching. That's fair. Again, not great, um, but offensively playing pretty well. Yeah, there's a lot playing of potential, really well. just not off to a great start. Yeah, but they have the pieces. Yeah, so yeah. for that reason, I'm going to go with an overreaction. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Send I was pitching. like, wait, what? Send pitching, dear God. Yeah. Sincerely, sincerely, Cardinals fans. Yeah, they That's they need some help there. Adam Wainwright's going to come back, but are we really like putting all the eggs in Adam Wainwright's basket? Not a great WBC performance, but, you know, like, that, that's something. So, we'll see. I believe in their pitching a little more than they've done so far. Yep. Uh, just got their first quality start of the year, which is not great. Well, quality starts are good, but their first one taking this long. Got that on Sunday. Um, Jordan Montgomery. So, uh, I'm going to say it's an overreaction because I'm not super worried because their offense is very good. Okay. You ready for the next overreaction? Yeah. Yep. Okay. The Pirates are the breakout team. Of 2023. This is an overreaction. Now, I would have said this is an overreaction before what happened to O'Neill Cruz on Sunday. Mm. Uh, fracturing his Left foot ankle, or ankle. Sliding home. Yeah. Yeah. So fractured that. Bench is cleared. Bench is that cleared. Bad situation. Yeah. But I would have said overreaction anyway because, oh, this is where I could have talked about them. Already yep. did it. Yep. The Diamondbacks. They're the breakout team this year. I think they're going to be the team of, you know, they're 
They're going to be the Orioles from last year. Are the Diamondbacks going to make the playoffs? I don't know. But they're good. They're fun. They're exciting. And I will keep clamoring on about this until people just start believing in the Diamondbacks. They're a lot of fun. The, the Pirates were off to a really good start. It's super unfortunate O'Neill Cruz got hurt um, because I was really so, – this team's been a lot of fun. Brian Reynolds having like an insane – insane year on pace for like a hundred and some homers he's been nuts uh o'neill cruz cabrian hayes the the writing was on the wall there but uh i would say a bit of an overreaction to say that they're the breakout team of 23 uh, how is it not and this leads us into our next overreaction how is it not the tampa bay rays this is our next overreaction here okay the rays will break the all-time record to start a season undefeated mm. and how are they not the breakout team because they're good mm. i think a breakout team the 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 rays have made the playoffs in the last four years okay playoff team four years in a row right. um okay can you repeat this statement you ready for me yeah yep the rays will break the all-time record to start a season undefeated that means they would have to go 14 and oh they are currently nine and Oh, and the only undefeated team in Major League Baseball. I don't think that's an overreaction. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's an overreaction at all. Um, let me let me present to you a a factual statement. Okay. Let me list to you all of the teams in Major League Baseball history to hit a home run and win by four or more runs in eight straight games in any span, not just to start the year. One team. The 2023 Tampa Bay Rays. Nobody's ever done it. Nobody has ever done it before this year. The Rays have been dominant. Spare me with the scheduling, right? It's baseball. Anybody can beat you on any given night. If the Rays started this stretch of the year against easy opponents below 500, that would be a bit alarming. But the fact that they have won every single game, I don't care that it's not against great opponents. Like, does Would it make it more impressive if it was against the cream of the crop in the league? Sure, absolutely. But the fact that they are doing what they should be doing mm -hmm. to, to teams that they're better than is, is truly remarkable. The Rays are the first team since 1884 with a run differential of more than 50 runs over their first nine games. 1884. Alex, 1884. We just <laughs> barely weren't around yet. Uh -huh. But let me. 1884, the mound was still 50 feet from home. 50 feet away, and it was the first year ever that pitchers were allowed to throw overhand. What? Yep, 1884. That's the last time a team has done what the Tampa Bay Rays are doing. Yeah, I mean, they're first or second in almost every category in Major League Baseball right now. Like, they are red hot. I mean, pitching, everybody, we can talk about their pitching. It's pro It's been the best in baseball, but offensively what they've gotten from Wander Franco and Randy Rosarena and Brandon Lau started hitting grand sl grand slams multiple mm -hmm. um the team has been really really good so uh this is the longest streak to open a season since the 03 Royals all wins by four or more runs eight runs per game offensively a 2.13 team ERA so like you said 13 and 0 is the current record to start a season. Yeah. The 1982 Atlanta Braves and the 1987 Milwaukee Brewers. They are just a few games away yeah. from breaking that record. A few games, obviously, from tying that record as well. 
I do think they can do it. Um, by the way, neither of those teams reached the World Series. Yeah. Not a single one of them. And the Brewers that started off 13-0 and finished third in the division and didn't Oof. make the playoffs. Oof. So there's that. Uh, back to the original question. Yes. I do not believe this is an overreaction. I do think that the Rays can break the record. I love it. I want to see it. It's always fun seeing records be broken. That's the point, right? Records are meant to be broken. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's move to our final Overreaction Monday. Luis Castillo is the AL Cy Young so far. Hmm. Okay, this is tough. Okay. I have two names in my head right now. Luis Castillo and Garrett Cole. I'm going to say this is not an overreaction. Okay. And the reason that I think, I think as of right now, people would say Garrett Cole because he's New York Yankees. Garrett Mm. Cole big stage I think Luis Castillo continues to be probably the most underrated pitcher in the entire game of baseball two starts in this two starts into the season zero runs 12 strikeouts in 11 and two-thirds innings dominated an Angels lineup that fast forward to now has turned out to mash the Angels lineup rakes he dominated that lineup hasn't given up a run all year Yes, he's with the Mariners, so I think he gets undervalued a little bit. I think Luis Castillo, as of right now, is the Cy Young Award winner. He continues to be, as I said, the most underrated pitcher in the game of baseball. Think of what this guy meant to the rotation from the time he got traded from the Reds. You want to talk about being undervalued and underappreciated. He was with the Reds and then goes to the Mariners, which is a bit of a step up in the baseball world, but like still not the New York Yankees where mm-hmm. Garrett Cole is and that East Coast notoriety that you get more so because everybody can stay up and watch those games not everybody can stay up and watch a 10 10 p.m start when Luis Castillo's on the mound but you should the guy is unbelievable he has meant un- he is what Luis Castillo has meant to that Blue Jays or um, Mariners rotation that features former Cy Young winner Robbie Ray Logan Gilbert um, George Kirby what he has meant to that team being the ace of that staff Cannot be underappreciated. He's been so good. I think he's the most underrated pitcher in the game of baseball. And I think as of right now, Luis Castillo is the AL Cy Young Award winner. I mean, you can't argue with a zero ERA. Yep. That's stats don't lie right there. Tough to argue with. Yep. That's our overreaction Monday. That does it for uh, Monday's overreactions. That was good. All right. Ben, we have so many exciting rookies in the game right now. So we're going to continue doing this. We're going to have your top three rookies of the week, starting with number three, Kodai Senga. Yeah, kind of like this, you know, coming into the year, it wasn't really like a plan to have top three rookies every week. They've been so good, we need to. So every week, the top rookies and number three, Kodai Senga. 2-0, six innings pitched uh, in his last game, six innings pitched, three hits, Bunch of strikeouts on the ghost fork ball. His first home start. So gave up one run, struck out six guys, and only three hits. And again with Kodai Senga, this is why uh, I'm so high on this guy. Yeah. And this is – I've never seen pitches that move like Kodai Senga. Like the ghost fork, even his slider, everybody talks about like fastball can be upper 90s and then a ghost fork ball that's insane. It really is. And you see from the player's swings. I've never seen movement on a forkball like he has. But his slider 
It's almost like it, it just it's almost like it's just heading towards the plate and then just takes like a hard left turn. Mm -hmm. It's really weird looking and really difficult to hit. He's been awesome uh, in his home debut. is really cool as well because the scoreboard had uh, – they have a ghost fork yep. animation on the scoreboard for him. They have uh, like a, a Sega – A count A counter yeah. in the outfield the ghost too. ghost fork counter in the outfield. Ghost fork trivia. Yeah. Like they, they are fully embracing it. And I love it. it. They've bought all in on this, yes. as have I. Uh, I. I mean this. If you haven't watched Kodai Senga pitch yet, it is a treat to watch him pitch. Everybody should do it. Stuff moves all over the place. He's nasty. And two games in a row now, let's give him some credit here. Two games in a row. He's right. He wasn't given an easy sort of first start on the road. Nerves, obviously, mm -hmm. first big league start. But then his second start was his first start at home. Yeah. So kind of like two different opening day starts, and you can tell the nerves in that first inning kind of get to him a little bit. I don't expect that to last much longer. I no. think he's like – I think he now knows my stuff plays in the big leagues. Yeah. Big time. And it was also back-to-back -back starts against Miami, a team who just saw you, knows what you got, yeah. which doesn't make it that much easier, but he was 2-0. First two starts, both against Miami. Yeah, true. Yeah, not the best offense in the world, but an offense that saw him once. And yes, then, so that may that might like counteract the not not great offense. Uh, but you're he's been so much fun to watch. He's here at number three for me. All right, number two, Jordan Walker. Another great week for this guy. Yeah. Three fifty-five on the week, two home runs, seven RBIs, a stolen base. But it's more than that. You know, this goes a little bit further than just this week, but Jordan Walker has a hit in every single game to mm -hmm. start the season, to start his career. Yeah. A hit in every single game. An RBI single on Sunday got him to nine-game hit streak to start the year. The longest hitting streak to start a career age 20 or younger since 1900. He's Ooh. second. So here's here's the list. These are the longest hitting streaks to start a career age 20 or younger. Eddie Murphy at 12 in 1912. 2023 Jordan Walker, he's at 9, that's active. And Ted Williams, 1939, he was at 9 as well. So Jordan Jordan Walker tied him. I mean, this guy Whenever you're doing anything yeah. where you're tying or passing Ted Williams, who could be considered the greatest hitter of all time, you're in pretty good company, I'd say. Yeah. He also just brings such a presence to that lineup and to the game. Like when I think we talked about it. Like he just he has like kind of that judge big yeah. presence and it, it's he's got a bright future and we're seeing it right out of the gates. Yeah. So you might be asking, well, how's he at number two then? Yeah. Let's move on to number one for this week. Remember, this is a weekly rookies update. Number one, Garrett Mitchell of the Milwaukee Brewers. Garrett Mitchell, 421 on the week with three home runs and six RBI. And one of those was a walk-off home run. First walk-off homer of his career. The guy just rakes. The Brewers are another team where they have a bunch of rookies that are making some noise to start the year. And his walk-off home run, side note about this, was kind of cool because afterwards he said, <laughs> basically said his wife is like, <laughs> good luck when she's not there in attendance. You thought that was good? 
I thought that, yeah. I that was, it, was, it was hilarious, but it was like, oh, wow, okay. Did you see? She, like, snapped back, too. It was like, okay, I see how it is. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she's like a, uh, she was like a really well-known um, college softball player at Oregon. Yeah, so she um, she messaged back basically like, yeah. well, all right. shoot, guess yeah. I can't go to any more games. <laughs> uh, but just a funny situation there. Walk-off homer, just a dominant week, so. Uh, yeah, he got the edge for Jordan Walker for me. Kodai Singa at three, Jordan Walker at two. Jordan Walker of the Cardinals and number one of the Milwaukee Brewers, Garrett Mitchell. A lot to be excited about. Yeah, future of baseball is in good hands. Really good hands. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. All right. You know what time it is? It's a it's big time Monday staple. For your power rankings. And Ben, you have so much movement in this week's power rankings you said off the top of the show possibly the most movement you've ever had in a power it, ranking. It, i really think it is this has to be the most movement let's get started yeah. let's start at number 10 i have the new york mets down six spots from where they previously were the mets are sitting at five and five on the year right nothing great yeah nothing terrible but uh, there needs to be a lot of room for improvement this team is very good right they have a very good pitching staff their offense is good enough. The offense has not been good at all this year. A lot of the guys that are supposed to be stars have not been stepping up yet, and I am of the firm belief here that these young guys need to be playing for the Mets. The young guys that want Francisco Alvarez just got caught up, the number one prospect and the number one prospect in Major League Baseball for 2023. He's now there, but he's like their backup catcher. He got forced up to the big leagues because of an injury. Now he's not even their starter every day. Alvarez needs to play every day. Brett Beatty needs to be called up. Mar I would say Ronnie Mauricio needs to call it up and play a different position other than shortstop. The Mets are here at number 10, six spots down from where they were prior. Number nine, the Los Angeles Dodgers, down three spots from where they previously were. Uh, not a good series against the Diamondbacks. Five and five on the year as well are the Dodgers. Um, I think they'll be fine. Obviously, it's very early in the year. Look, they they will be fine. James Altman's been very good for them. James Altman's been one of their best players. Not that that, that can't happen for them all year long. If you get what James Altman is doing now all year long, great. But you need these other you need other guys to step up offensively. Pitching has been really not good uh, against the Diamondbacks. They gave up 27 runs on over the weekend, two games. Not good there. The Los Angeles Dodgers, your Los Angeles Dodgers, I Alex, know. I know. are five and five and have slipped all the Brutal. way to number nine. Not as big as your number eight slip, though. My number eight squad, mm -hmm. the Houston Astros. They are down eight spots. Now, my preseason rankings and the first rankings of the year, which was just like three days into the year, the Astros were at number one. I now have the Astros at number eight. They are off to a four and six start. And it just hasn't been it hasn't been pretty. Do I believe the Astros will end the year here? No, but I absolutely needed to make them my biggest mover of the entire week for a downward direction of everybody because just to be honest with you, they've shown flashes of being good, but when they're hitting, they're not pitching. When they're pitching, they're not hitting. That's not a good recipe for success, and I do believe they are lacking in a few areas outside, I, I think leadership-wise, not having Jose Altuve in that locker room, on the road with the team, in the lineup, not having, that's obviously for injury reasons, but not having Justin in that pitching rotation as a leader guy, obviously on the field, 
what he brings to a pitching rotation is great, but off the field what he brings. So due to that and the Altuve injury, I think leadership-wise, they still have some guys that are leaders, right? Bregman is a leader of that team. I just think you're missing some very key pieces that have been there lately, and they're struggling right now to figure out their identity as a team. They're here at number eight. Let's move on to number seven, the Toronto Blue Jays. Blue Jays up one. They're six and four on the year. Oh, boy, that Sunday game against the uh, against the Angels was one of the crazier games. You know, it kind of left me like I'm high on the Blue Jays. I do think they – I predicted them to win the AL East. But this, this game here between the Angels and the Blue Jays proved that both teams are really lacking in the pitching category, especially in the bullpen. But the Blue Jays just slugged their way to a victory. 12 runs on the day, end up winning. They're 6-4 and four on the year, sitting in a good spot. Uh, offensively, they rake. Starting pitchers, that's where I'm big with them on. They haven't necessarily been lights out yet. But Alec Manoa, Kevin Gosman, um, Chris Bassett, Kikuchi, these guys can be really good. I think, the, I think the Blue Jays are great. I have them here at number seven right now. Uh, at number six, the New York Yankees. New York Yankees here at number six. They're six and three on the year. Looking pretty good, right? They have some question marks in that rotation. Rodon's still out. Severino out, but they look pretty good. Volpe is a guy that was tabbed to be their everyday shortstop. Not the best start to his career, right? But the, the, the Yankees are doing just fine. I have them here at number six, which is down one spot, but not for anything that they have done poorly. It's more for these teams that are ahead of them. So let's move on to the top five. At number five, the Minnesota Twins. The Minnesota Twins were not ranked last week. They now jump into the rankings and into the top five immediately. They're six and three. Their pitching rotation has been lights out. Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan are a very underrated top two, two-headed rotation or top two guys in a rotation. Offensively, Buxton, Correa, Gallo has been really good for them uh offensively they've been a so much fun to watch they rake i have here's the pitching stats for them the twins starting pitching through seven games 1.12 era a 0.510 ops against a whip well under one 11.6 k's per nine compared to only 2.68 walks per nine pretty Pretty good. Pretty good. So they have, they're they here at number five, a big jump. At number four, also a massive, massive jump. Not ranked as well. The Milwaukee Brewers are here at number four. They're seven and two on the year. What a splash these guys are making. Jesse Winker, the big addition to that lineup. Winker has been good. These young rookies have been very good. You have uh, Garrett Mitchell, who I just mentioned in, was the best rookie of the week with a walk-off home run. Brian Anderson breaking out this year. Uh, Turang in the infield as well. These guys, Yelich having a – Yelich has been kind of what he's been the last couple of years. He's had some really good days, some really bad days, but if you're getting vintage Yelich in the middle of that lineup, Willie Adamas, I'm really high on the Brewers right now. We all know their rotation. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta – Devin Williams at the back end. These This team has it all. For me, they had it all last year. That's why I predicted them to win the NL Central last year, but they just crumbled after the trade deadline when they really just didn't buy into this team. 
but they have all the makings of winning this division. They certainly can, uh, and they're playing well right now. That leaves the top three. Let's get to our top three in this week's power rankings. At number three, I have the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves down one spot from where they were last week. They're six and four on the year, lost a series to the Padres, lost three of four at home to the Padres, right? That is not great. Padres are a very, very good baseball team, but I had to knock them down. Obviously don't knock them down a ton because they lost to the Padres, who I believe are a very, very good and capable team. Let's move on then and talk about number two. Number two is the San Diego Padres going into Atlanta taking three of four from the Atlanta Braves, six and four on the year now. I've had the the Braves and Padres all year long in the power rankings, one and, you know, back and forth. They're neck and neck. They're right there with each other. So, but the Braves were that one tick ahead. I don't knock the Braves a ton for losing to the Padres. I just simply flip them. Now the Padres have the edge. I have them as the number two best team in the game of baseball, which leaves my number one team in this week's power rankings, the Tampa Bay Rays. Up nine spots to the number one spot on the list. The Rays are 9-0 and on the season, and they are doing it offensively. They are doing it pitching-wise. They are doing everything you could possibly imagine. Let me tell you a list of the teams in MLB history to hit a home run and win by four-plus runs in eight straight games. It's just the 2023 Tampa Bay Rays. They are four games away from tying the all-time win streak record to start a year. They already are tied with the 03 Royals as the second long or the longest streak to open a season since 03. The Kansas City Royals and them are now tied. They are just four games away from tying the 1982 Braves and the 1987 Brewers for the longest stretch ever to start a year winning the longest win streak ever to start a year. The Rays have been unbelievable to start the year and spare me with the competition that they have been playing because we all know it's baseball. You can lose to anybody on any given night. The fact that they have started the year undefeated speaks volumes about this team. They have been undervalued in the baseball world for a long time because of their payroll and the way they go about things. And they were undervalued in my power rankings, but no more, my friends. The number one team in this week's power rankings is the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with that. It was great. Great? It was great. Great. Yeah. All right. You know what else is great? What? The team of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Team of the week time. Yeah, it It is. is We're going to talk about great players. Great players. We talked about great teams, now great players. So we're going to go around the diamond from every single position, and I'm going to give you the best player at each position from the week that was, and it'll end with my player of the week. So this is team of the week, and then it'll be a player of the week. All right. Well, let's start behind the plate. Your catcher. Mr. Will Smith. Man, how good has Will Smith been to start the year? The guy out there in, in Los Angeles, and, you know, he's batting 300, three homers, seven RBI. And I, I'll say this again everybody kind of just writes him off when the, when the conversation of best catcher in baseball mm-hmm. comes about. And I don't know if it's because he has 
the name of Will Smith, which, does, you know, like Adley Ooh. Rutschman. Yeah. That sticks out. JT Real Muto. That sticks out. I mean, out. Will Smith sticks out just for different a reasons. Different reasons. Different reasons. Right. Yeah. Like you go Google Will Smith. Yeah. Who's going to show up? The actor. Yeah. And the slap. And who was it? Chris Rock? The slap. Yeah. yeah probably Chris yeah, Rock. Yeah. And, Definitely and, the slap. And then the slap. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think he's under underrated, undervalued, continues to be another great week. 300, three homers, and seven RBIs in the last seven days. One point I want to make before we get too far into this. Yep. This is the last seven days. So okay. Sunday through Saturday is when this goes. Got it. Sunday through Saturday. So the Sunday game that we're coming off of does not does not count for this team. Oh, of so the week. last Sunday to this last Saturday. Sunday to this Saturday. Got it. I did not compute that. Okay, got yeah. it. So there cool. you have it. So that's that's my catcher. All right, let's run down to first base. Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso is the first baseman, and are there are there first basemen that have hit better than him average-wise this year? Certainly. However, mm-hmm. Pete Alonso, the majority of his hits this year have been home runs. He hit four home runs on the week with eight RBI. That's how dominant he was. Batting average-wise, not great. Every hit he had, but I every hit but one, I believe, that he had on the entire week was a home run. I love home runs. I love power. That's what Pete Alonso had this week. And there are other names. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is a name that I very much so could have put mm-hmm. on this list here. Uh, but with what Pete Alonso was doing power-wise with, when, the, when the Mets offense needed it the most, Pete Alonso is my first baseman. All right. Let's move along. Who you got at second base? Glaber Torres of the New York Yankees. 529 Whew. on the week. One Whew. homer, four RBI, four stolen bases. Pretty good week. Pretty good week, I would say, for Glaber Torres. Uh, he's he's off to a great start with this Yankees squad that, you know, I, I said this a lot about the Yankees. You need – you their offense is essentially the same as it was last year. You didn't yeah. add that huge piece. You got Aaron Judge back. But it's essentially the same, not if Glaber Torres is doing this. He's my second baseman on Team of the Week. We've got a lot of high averages on this Team of the Week. So let's head over to third base, Brian Anderson. What Brian Anderson is doing for the Milwaukee Brewers cannot be understated. 417, three home runs, 10 RBI. Man, this is a name, comes over, not a huge pickup, right, for the Mm -hmm. Brewers. But he's come over and been an essential key to this offense. Brian Anderson, raking, dominating. He's my third baseman on Team of the Week. All right, shortstop, Wander Franco. Oh, yeah. Wander Franco is my shortstop on the team of the week. The switch hitting middle infielder. This is the prospect everybody knew and expected to come up and be the best prospect in the in the game. That's what we got. And he's still just 22 years old. It's crazy. He's 22 years old. The guy made his debut when he was like 20. So now we're seeing him essentially take off and be a key piece for this Rays offense that needs kind of that like stud star guy and Wander Franco appears to be taking the reins there and becoming that guy all right we're moving to the outfield and these are just your three best outfielders yes correct three outfielders just three best outfielders. regardless of their position that they play I don't care left field center field yeah. right field for this just three outfielders all right give me your first one. First one Brian Reynolds Brian Reynolds has been the best player in baseball <laughs> this season that's how dominant he has been uh it looks like we have 
we have Luis Rod. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll go with Luis Oh, they brought up Brian Reynolds. There you Great. go. Brian Reynolds, 424 on the year with five home runs, 14 RBI, and two stolen bases. He's having the best year so far in the game of baseball, and he is number one. He's my number one outfielder. Spoiler alert, just spoiled this one. My yep. next outfielder, Luis Robert Jr. When Luis Robert Jr. came up, one, he wasn't known as a Luis Robert Jr. It was just Luis Robert. Yeah. Adding the junior has meant wonders for his baseball career. This guy, I said from the time he came up, I think he's going to win an MVP award at some point in his career. And he'd never really, due to injuries and inconsistency, was never that guy. I get we're just a few games into the year, but what he has done so far, 444, four home runs and 10 RBI. That is domination. Luis Robert is my second outfielder on Team of the Week. And your final outfielder, the one and only. Mike Trout. Yep. Mike Trout, first off, the first two games he played at home this year, he tried to put a hole in the windshield of the truck they have out there in deep left center field. Mike Trout has been on fire to start the year. 346, three home runs, and eight RBI in the last seven days. Pretty Pretty good, pretty dominant. Mike Trout, team of the week. I have a feeling he'll be here a lot this year. Oh, yeah. Please, just the world needs a full, healthy season of Mike Trout. 150-plus yes. games. Give us that, please, for the love of God. That would be great. And, and postseason. Another great week. And postseason. Well, yeah. Yeah. We, well, that would be. We, yeah. <laughs> the world deserves to see Mike Trout play in the yeah. postseason. All right, so that does it for my outfield. Luis Robert, Mike Trout, and Brian Reynolds are my three outfielders. All right, now we're moving to your designated hitter. Who you got? Blast from the past, Evan Longoria. Yeah. The guy still rakes. <laughs> 714 batting average on the week with two Woo! home runs and two RBI. 714. What? Evan Longoria is in this lineup full of very young players that, to be honest with you, you can't count on over the course of an entire season to produce consistently, right? They're all young 20s. You're going to have your ups and downs with these guys. Having a veteran in the middle of that lineup, a multi-World Series champion, a guy that everybody has just kind of assumed, well, his career's coming to an end. He's not the Evan Longoria he was with the Giants in his prime. I'm not saying he's going to do this all season long, but there's a good chance Evan Longoria hits over 700 over the course of the entire season. So. <laughs> Could you imagine? 714, two homers on the week. Longoria doing great. All right. Let's head to the mound. Starting pitcher, who is your player of the week? Jeffrey Springs. Now, Jeffrey Springs' first start of the year came, I believe it was last Sunday. So he's had two starts. 2-0, a 0 ERA, 19 strikeouts in just 12 innings pitched, a 0 0.54 whip. Domination. Mm -hmm. That's how good he has been. 13 innings, 19 strikeouts, and 0 runs for Jeffrey Springs. There's no doubt about it. The best week for a pitcher so far, Jeffrey Springs. He's my starting pitcher. All right, moving to the bullpen. Who you got coming out? Josh Hader, three saves on the week with six strikeouts and not a single earned run given up. Three saves, six strikeouts. Whew. That's pretty dominant. Look, let's be honest. Before Josh Hader had that weird, weird little stretch last year where he was not very good, 
Josh Hader was the best closer in the game of baseball. He went through that stretch. Edwin Diaz came along and took that title away from him, right? But now it's just like everybody, Josh Hader is still, well, now with Edwin Diaz out, certainly he's the best closer in the game right now. And we let's just remember how good he was before that weird stretch went down last year. And this year, to start off, he's been dominant. Three saves on the week and six strikeouts. He's my closer this week. Oh, closer's the last one. Yeah, that's that it. Ra- <laughs> All right. Yeah. That rounds out the entire team of the week. So this will be exciting to see how everyone hates on this on social media when it comes <laughs> out. But, hey, fire at me. I got ammo for you. Uh, all right. That leaves just the flipping Bats player of the week. And that is none other than Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds, here's what I'll say. Okay. Pay the man. Pay the man. It is something that Pirates organizations and Pirates fans are not used to happening because, well, the Pirates just haven't done things right for a long, long time there. But the time is now. Take your money and give it to Brian Reynolds. Simple. 14 RBIs, 424 average, five home runs, and two stolen bases. Brian Reynolds has been the best player in the game of baseball to start the year. He's on pace for 100 home runs. Will he get there? Probably not, but maybe. It'd be fun to see it. Oh, yeah. Brian Reynolds is for sure the player of the week, and my message here is to Bucko Nation, specifically the ownership. Pay the man. Yeah. Pay him his money. Do the right thing for the first time in a long time. 